What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Tray. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and welcome back to episode 12. Tonight, we have our post-game recap versus, of course, the Phoenix Suns. And if you guys remember that first game against the Suns, things eventually got a very, very chippy. It was a really, really fun game. If you guys don't remember, the Clippers went up big in that game, and the Suns ended up storming back. The Clippers still ended up winning that game. That was back on January 3rd uh, in Phoenix, of course. So that was a really, really good game. And if you guys are new to the pod, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC. Uh, just obviously, uh, like I said, past podcast, I live tweet as many Clipper games as I can watch. Usually all of them. Um, I usually miss those weekend matinee games because I'm at work. But most of the time, I'm live tweeting Clipper games and um, just kind of giving my analysis, my thoughts, and what I see. Um you know, from a diehard Clipper fan perspective. So before we get into tonight, let's get into our first segment. We got some buzz around the league. And a lot of Clipper fans on Twitter were very, very heartbroken yesterday because our guy, the man that was selected in the lottery in that loaded 2018 draft, Jerome Robinson, was waived by the Washington Wizards yesterday. And it, di- it didn't come as a surprise to anyone. Obviously, Jerome Robinson was not ever really good he had a nice run in the bubble uh where he started uh, multiple games for the wizards he had a really good run in the bubble but that was probably the best um the best like stretch of basketball he's played his entire career and it, it just didn't work out i mean looking back on that pick i tweeted on twitter yesterday what a disaster of a pick by the clippers that was i still to this day do not and will never know what jerry west saw in jerome um in that draft so I mean, as a guy that wasn't even supposed to go in the first round, if not the late first round, uh, picking him in the lottery was definitely a big question mark uh, right when the pick was taken. Um, So, I mean, uh, very questionable pick. I mean, we could have had Michael Porter Jr., but I mean, I totally get not picking him. Uh, Obviously, you know, if you guys don't remember, coming into that draft, Michael Porter Jr. had just been coming off back surgery. So I totally get not picking him. But, I mean, he's been really, really good for the Nuggets. So, I mean, that would have been a really, really uh, smart choice, I guess, if the Clippers would have picked him. But, I mean, like I said, I totally get it. It would have been really, really high-reward pick um, if the Clippers would have made him their selection. So uh, let's get into our next point here. We're still in uh, buzz around the league. The Clippers announced this morning, according to Law Murray of The Athletic, really, really big shout-out to Law Murray. Uh, he's had to fill in some big shoes, of course, with Jovan Buha leaving for the Lakers beat. A lot of controversy surrounding that. That was a fun and wild time on Clippers Twitter uh, when Jovan left. Anyways, um, the Clippers are going to sign Malik Fitz to a 10-day contract. Um, if you guys don't remember, Malik Fitz uh, played... In the G League bubble for the ACC Clippers, and he also played in the preseason with the Clippers, but he really didn't get much of a look. Um, but in the G League, uh, I think there's about 16 games or something like that. He put up 11, 4, and 2 off the bench, I believe. I never really was able to catch any uh, ACC games um, in the bubble, so take that for what it's worth. I mean, he put up 11, 4, and 2. Um, a 6'8 guy, he's a small forward, um, pretty athletic, I believe. Uh, if I remember correctly from watching him in small stints in the preseason. I don't got too much to say about that. I mean, welcome to the team. It's just a 10-day contract, so, I mean, they can always get rid of him um, if they wanted to. But 
you know, good for him taking a chance on a young guy. Obviously, he's not going to see much time, if any time at all. Uh, probably just be another one of those garbage guys and just another guy to fill out the roster. Um, so next up, we got Kawhi. A report came out uh, from The Athletic. I believe it was Sam Amick or whatever. He, uh, it was a story um, saying Kawhi is, quote, widely expected to re-sign with the Clippers. Um, and, I mean, that doesn't come as a surprise to us. I mean, honestly, I mean, it could go either way, let's be honest, if we flame out in the second round or before the conference finals. You could definitely see Kawhi leaving. Um, even, I mean, it's just tough because it's so hard to predict this dude. I mean, he left uh, a team after he won a championship. I mean, it's so hard to predict what this guy is doing this offseason. But, I mean, I would not be surprised at all if he re-signed um, with us. And if you guys don't know, he can get that 35% max this offseason only from us. I believe, I think that's what it's right. it is because we have his bird rights. I think he can get that 10-year Venom, <laughs> veteran 35% max contract um, this coming offseason. So uh, I'm expecting him. He's going to opt out of his contract. And oh my gosh, I'm that's going to put Clippers Twitter at a whirlwind. That's going to be crazy. But then, you know, that, that you come to expect that with Clippers Twitter. They're crazy up on there. They overreactions and everything. Um, and then next we have, um, obviously tonight, uh, the game was only nationally televised. So I was a bit late to the game tonight. I missed the first five minutes of the game, but we'll get into that. It didn't really matter too much. Um, the score was like 14, 13 Clippers when I was finally able to watch the game. I don't have NBA TV and that's where the game started. So I don't know why I don't have it. I'll probably have to end up getting it. Um, so going into tonight, let's get into our next segment. The Suns have the best road record in the NBA at 17-6, and six, so they are not fucking around. But they are, to the Clippers' advantage, coming off of a back-to-back overtime win versus the Jazz. Really, really good game. I was able to catch that game. Really fun game. Um, and Chris Paul, is just, he's incredible. I, th- I can't believe it's taken people this long to appreciate Chris Paul. I mean, if you guys remember in his time with the Clippers, everyone hated Chris Paul. You know, it was just flopping, his antics. Everyone hated Chris Paul. But after he left the Clippers, everyone has come to love Chris Paul. And I mean, I'm not mad at it. I mean, uh, I'm not mad at all. Like I said, I mean, I'm just happy everyone loves Chris Paul as much as I do. I want that dude to play forever. I tweeted that yesterday. But it was crazy. It was crazy, crazy game against the Jazz uh, last night. Um, so let's get into the game. Paul George continuing his hot streak. He got off to a hot start tonight. Uh, I mean, all night. I mean, he's been really, really good getting downhill. Looked a little bit more explosive off of that right foot. I mean, not. I mean, he hasn't been super like as aggressive getting into that paint. But I mean, he's never really like super, super, super aggressive. You get him and you get his aggressiveness in stints. And tonight he was pretty consistent getting downhill, making plays, getting to that paint, paint touches. You guys know the drill. Um, and things are getting dicey early. I mean, this Phoenix Suns team and this Clippers team, they have some bad blood. Um, if you guys remember that first meeting with Paul George getting fouled by Cameron Payne in that first meeting, he like landed on him. I didn't see anything too crazy with it, but PG took exception to it. And ever since then, things have just been getting chippy. Uh, Booker and Morris, right when I got to the game, when the game turned on uh, from that Heat Lakers game, Book and Morris were already talking shit. So I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be one of those dicey games. It was chippy games there's gonna be some crazy fouls all night and it definitely delivered there were definitely some crazy fouls that we'll get into later and in the beginning of the game the Suns the Suns were trying to post up Zoo with DeAndre Ayton they were feeding the ball inside to Ayton and if you guys do any scouting on Zoo that's not that's not working anymore bro like I mean obviously in the past I mean he hasn't been he wasn't that great of a defender 
Uh, he was a super slow, but I mean, this season, you're not posting that guy up. I mean, I'm totally fine with Aiton posting up uh, 10 times out of 10. I mean, Zoo's, gonna, Zoo's a big guy, man. He's going to get that stop almost every time. Uh, once Rondo checked in, man, I mean, can't say enough good things about Rondo in his first two games with the Clips. Two and a half, three games now, I believe. Uh, he was getting downhill, making good passes to Tupac. He had a couple of nice, nice reads to Tupac. He had a nice ba- uh, pass, that nice bounce pass to Pat Pat as he was cutting. And he also had the offensive rebound. I mean, Rondo, like I said, in past pods, he's been a great rebounder his whole career. So many triple doubles, you know, with the Celtics. He's had multiple 20 rebound games in his career. Obviously, he's not at that level anymore, but I mean, he's just something else. He's always been a great rebounder for a guard, a 6-1 guard, that is. Uh, he had the offensive rebound, and he hit his first three, and that just started a string of, you know, he had, what was he from three tonight? Three for four? Yeah, he was three for four from deep tonight. Uh, really good stuff from Rondo tonight. Um, and, I mean, obviously this Phoenix team is gassed, but, I mean, anytime you can hold an elite offense to 23 points in the first, you're getting a win. That's a win right there in my book. Um, and the Clippers had 27 uh, points in the first quarter, but, I mean, it was just a slugfest early on, to be honest. And then um, Paul George exited that first quarter with foul trouble, uh, but he checked back in to start the second, um, and he was fine until then, still looking really, really good. Uh, but another thing that I really like is about let's, let's transition over to Nicholas Batum. He had a nice little like he like slipped a screen and like flared out to the cor- uh, the wing, and he had a nice little mid range. He's done that a few times that I've noticed this season. Where he'll like go screen or what I don't know what to call it. He like he'll fake a screen and he'll flare out to the corner and he has a wide open mid range because you know the guys they're anticipating a switch or like they're anticipating him on rolling and then Batum just slips it and it hits off to the uh the, the left wing I believe it was and he could have had a three his foot was on the line but I mean he had to he got the shot off really really quick he didn't have time to like set his feet or whatever but I mean it was really really good uh, stuff from Batum and he had a couple of nice shots tonight I remember in that second half I think it was. He had like that nice, you know, one-legged fadeaway Dirk type thing um, that he does. He's hit that a lot this season. Um, uh, really, really good. Um, and we saw a couple instances tonight where Paul George that the out of bounds. It's usually the baseline out of bounds play where he just gets a simple screen and he just goes to the corner and he's shooting an absurd percentage from the quarter from the corners this season. He's like thirty-five for sixty-eight or something. I I, saw, I read a stat on Twitter. It's just he's shooting like sixty percent from the corners, um, from corner threes this season. It's just crazy, um, and especially off the inbounds. It's just that catch and shoot, um, off the passes is money every time. Um, so really, really good stuff from PG in the corners tonight. And I mean, I've raved so much about Reggie Jackson this. I mean, during my time on this pod, and I'm gonna do it again. I mean, he's still giving you a bit of everything this season. Both offensively and defensively, he's given he's he's trying his ass off on defense, and I mean that's all you can ask from someone like Reggie, who's undersized, not as strong, um, not as quick. Well, he he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. I mean, he gets he gives you a lot of juice. He has he's been like he has some juice off the dribble, man. He really does. I mean, offensively and defensively, Reggie Jackson is just taking it to another level this season. And you thought I thought he was good last season, but I mean this season he's on a whole new level. He's doing crazy things he's giving you catch and shoot threes he's one of the best catch and shoot threes guys in the league he's giving you stuff off the bounds he's just he's communicating on defense he's trying on defense fortunately he got poked in the eye today i think it was like the early fourth or end of the third and he didn't come back in i believe um so i mean hopefully it's all right uh he went to the locker room 
I remember. Um, he got poked in the eye really, really bad by Tory Craig. That was brutal. It was a brutal poke in the eye. I hate when they show replays on that because it just makes me tear up. Not like crying, but it just like it just gets me all gimpy and ugh, you know what I'm saying. So, um, and Paul George, he picked up that stupid ass third foul. Oh my gosh, I was out of my seat. I was so mad at that point. Paul George had like 18 points on seven of 11. And he got his third foul with four minutes left. If you guys don't remember, he fouled. I think it was um, crap. I can't remember who it was. Jay Crowder, I think, um, on a fast break. Paul George had no chance of making a play on the ball or just blocking the shot or whatever. He was so far behind and just just let Jay Crowder lay it up, bro. I mean, Jay. I think he ended up missing both free throws, but I mean, it doesn't matter. He picked up his third foul when he was rolling. He was the best Clipper by far, and cool and. Obviously, Kawhi had a dreadful, he was putrid that first half. Really, really bad first half for Kawhi. One of his worst has, as, halves as a Clipper, if not the worst half he's, he's ever had as a Clipper. Um, and Paul George was carrying that first half. I mean, every, I mean, pretty much every Clipper looked dead in that first half for whatever reason. I don't know what it was. Um, there was no pop to anyone except for Paul George. Paul George had 18 on 7 of 11 in that first half. And he would have had more if he didn't pick up the stupid-ass third foul with four minutes left and every ever like after that foul after Paul George went to the bench he the the game went downhill the Suns took like a five point lead or something after the Clippers were up by like four or five points the game swung in favor of the Suns to end that second quarter and Kawhi had some stupid turnovers my god that was such a rough first half from Kawhi I don't know if he just doesn't like playing the Suns or something but dude had like three turnovers where he just dribbled the ball off his foot or he's literally quite literally just handed it to the other team wasn't making shots um he's getting to his spots he just couldn't make anything um just overall a rough first half from Kawhi Leonard but and like I said after Paul George picked up his third foul and Rondo was on the bench too so and the offense this season has overall has not looked as good when Paul George has sat and you could say the same thing when Lou Williams has sat the offense wasn't as good I mean, you could also say that for Rondo because Rondo, obviously the orchestrator, um, was great tonight. Rondo, oh my gosh, he was great tonight. Uh, I mean, like I said, the offense just went bad. It went dry after Paul George picked up his third foul in that final four minutes. It was a rough watch those last four minutes. Um, let's transition into halftime thoughts. How much time are we at? Um, 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 I, I can't see. We're at like 14 minutes. Shit. <laughs> I take so long on these, bro. Um, let's get into our halftime thoughts. And if you would ask me which team is on the second night of a back-to-back, um, if if I had to just watch that first half and you would quiz me and be like, hey, judging on this film, on this first half of the game, who do you think was playing on the second night of a back-to-back? In a heartbeat, I would have said the Clippers. In a heartbeat. These guys look dead out there. Everyone except for Paul George, like I said. Kawhi, zero pop. No, it, no desire to be there, it looked like. I swear, it looked like he had no desire to be there. Um... But I mean, every every single Clipper was dragging except for Paul George. Um, he was carrying the load. I mean, we would have been down big time if he hadn't been there or he hadn't been playing. Um, and like I said, Kawhi might have had his worst worst first half as a Clipper or worst half in general as a Clipper. Um, if you guys remember, I think it was that second half against Phoenix earlier this season. Kawhi was really bad because in that game he had like 16 points or something. Really bad uh, second half for Kawhi Leonard in that first Phoenix game. And, I mean, Phoenix, Booker was shooting the shit out of that mid-range um, in that first half. Really, really crazy shot making from the Suns. Booker got a couple and ones. Um, notably, that one on Patrick Beverly where he started talking shit. You know those two guys are going to talk shit. It's just, it's just what they are, what they're like to one another. 
Um, and another observation, I mean, super like rocket science uh, observation incoming. It just looks like we're going away from Terrence Mann. He played four first half minutes, um, and he played how many minutes total tonight? He played five minutes tonight. The last minute was garbage time. Played four first half minutes. I don't like that we're going away from him. Um, but I mean, if Rondo guys like Rondo are playing this good, Rondo played 19 minutes tonight, and rightfully so, he played great. Um, but when guys like Rondo are cooking like this, which I don't think it's going to be often, Rondo is not this type of Rondo is not a 15 and nine guy anymore. But he just he was having a great night tonight. He was just hitting the shots. Um, I, I totally get like not playing Terrence Mann um, a lot, but I mean, I don't like it because um, his skill set is super valuable to the team. But I mean, you had Rondo getting downhill, um, doing what Terrence Mann has been doing. But I mean, uh, I just don't like completely going away from Terrence Mann. It looks just, looks like we're kind of heading in that direction. So it's just kind of a thing to keep your eye on. Um, that I'm going to keep my eye on uh, for sure going forward. Um, Terrence Mann's minutes. And Luke Kennard, like, he's once again completely out of the rotation. And I get that. I get that more so than Terrence Mann being out of the rotation. But Kennard and Coffee play one minute tonight. Or Turu as well. Just garbage minutes. Garbage minute, or right, I should say. Uh, nothing too crazy from them tonight. Um, so let's get into the second half. Um, the Clippers started off uh, not very good in the third quarter. Um, Kawhi got his fifth turnover, and then the Suns. Kawhi had that mid-range to start off uh, that half, and I was like, okay, okay, Kawhi's going to be getting his bag, okay. And the Suns responded, 7-0 run, timeout Clippers, um, and the three ball, the Clippers shot the shit out of the three ball tonight, um, just overall, they shot, what did they shoot tonight from the three? Um, they shot um, 18 for 37 from three, that's 49% from three, just some crazy shot making from the Clippers from the three-point line tonight, that's what was really keeping them in this Um I mean, there's nothing else really getting going from them. I mean, Kawhi was awful in that first half, like I said. But the Clippers just continue, uh, mainly Paul George, to shoot the shit out of the three. Um, and, oh, my gosh, this is when the game turned. Kawhi Leonard, oh, my gosh, he ended DeAndre Ayton. If you guys, I I was out of my seat, bro. That was one of the best Kawhi dunks I've ever seen. It had total Daniel Tice vibes on it, too. Just, like, the way he, like, cocked his he had his right arm all the way up in the air and just he had his leg kicked out and everything it just gave me total daniel tice dunk vibes and that's like one of the moments where i was like man i wish there was fans here the crowd the crowd would have helped swing that game as well man but that's when Kawhi. after that dunk Kawhi was playing his ass off he was pumped you could see it uh he played incredibly hard that third quarter after he did that dunk and that was like early in the third quarter as well so and the question the question rose to me i was like how much is he going to have left in the tank for clutch minutes, uh, to be honest? so um, And it wasn't, I don't even think there was clutch minutes tonight. The Clippers ended up pulling away. Uh, big thanks to Rondo and Paul George in that fourth. I mean, I don't, I, I honestly don't think there was any clutch minutes tonight. Uh, I don't think there's a need for it because the Suns ended up just gassing out um, in that second half. And rightfully so. They just came off a grueling back to back. I mean, they had to travel right after playing it incredibly hard overtime game against the Jazz. Um, Kawhi had 13 in that third, I believe, 13 or 14, if I counted correctly. I probably counted wrong, but um, Kawhi was great in that third quarter. That's when he really turned it on. Um, and like I said earlier, Nicholas Batum making some tough fading shots tonight. Uh, a couple of really nice finishes tonight. Um, he just He's a good shot maker, man. I mean, obviously, he's come down to earth a bit um, with that three-point shot, but I mean, that mid-range, he's been hitting that mid-range, um, that fading, leaner, Whatever you want to call it, but 
Um, yeah, Nico was good tonight. Um, what did he have tonight? What was his line looking like? Um, Nicholas Batum had... Why can't I find it? Um, he had 8 points. He was a plus 16, 4 for 8 from the field. 4 rebounds and an assist tonight. So, I mean, that's just a normal stat line that you would expect from Batum. Um, I mean, coming into the season, you didn't expect him to do a lot. He was just having an out-of-body experience at the beginning of the season. Just being the Clippers' third best player, I mean, was something that you never would have expected from him early on in that season, and that's what he was. He was more important than probably anyone besides the two superstars of this team. So, um, I mean, he's come down to earth a bit, like I said. 27 minutes for Batum tonight, and like I said, 8 points, 4 rebounds, and an assist. So, really good stuff from Batum. Uh, no, tur uh, no turnovers, so, I mean, he's just a smart basketball player. He's really smart, really high IQ guy, and that's what Kawhi wanted, so... Super pumped uh, for Batum tonight. Really good night from him. Um, let's get into the next thing. Uh, Rondo. Uh, can't say enough about Rondo tonight. Um, both ends of the floor. Not even the numbers, man. Just his impact on the court. Just minus the numbers. Just his communication on defense. His, you know, holding the ball at the top of the key. Telling guys where to go. Directing traffic. And that's when you know what you're getting from Rondo every night. If he's not making shots. You know, if he's not finishing around the basket. You know you're getting constant communication from him at all times. Um, so that's what I really liked about Rondo. I mean, obviously the numbers, the 15 and 9 is a bonus um, from him. But I mean, that's just what he's been doing his whole career. Um, and the Suns, um, obviously the fatigue was setting in. The Clippers finally pushed it to 10 after Rondo hit his, I think it was second or third three. Um, but I mean, like I said, Rondo pushed it to 10. Um, really good stuff. Um, and the clutch minute, I, we were getting close to clutch minutes. And then Rondo got taken out after he had been rolling, which I didn't really agree with. Um, Rondo was too good to be taken out um, that early um, for Patrick Beverly, of course. And then seconds in, Patrick Beverly does what Patrick Beverly does. He has, does some stupid shit, gets ejected, fouling Chris Paul, throwing an elbow. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, bro. He was doing some stupid shit. Um, you can't really feel Patrick Beverly out there tonight. He didn't score uh, over 2 in 17 minutes, 2 assists, a block, um, 2 fouls. You, you couldn't tell he was out there tonight. One of the... Not so good games from Patrick Beverly tonight. You like I said, he you would have thought this game he was hurt or something or just sitting on the sidelines because he was a no show tonight. And I mean, like I said, he's he's working his way back. I'm not too mad at it. Um, but I mean, when you have Rondo playing this well, I mean, it just kind of balances out. Um, for Patrick Beverly's uh ghosting tonight. Um, and Paul George, I mean, he was just giving Booker buckets all night. Um, 33 points for Paul George tonight, and he was just flamethrowing it from three, seven of nine from deep, uh, back-to-back -back 30 pieces from Paul George, and he's like the first Clipper in history to have back-to-back -back 30 pieces and back-to-back -back six threes made or something like that, um, according to Clippers PR. Um, the Clippers win 113 to 103, Paul George 33, seven to three on 12 of 19, seven of nine from three, my goodness, um, uh, I almost said Kalaw. Kawhi Leonard, despite a dreadful first half, 27-5-5 on 10 for 20 from the field, 3-7 from 3. Rajon Rondo, my, my player of the game probably is Rajon Rondo. 15-9 and nine assists, 5 away from field, 3-4 from 3, and a plus 24 in a game we won by 10. Second highest, uh, first some perspective, the second highest plus minus was Nicholas Batum's plus 16. And 27 minutes. So, I mean, uh, how many minutes did Rondo play? Rondo played, what, 19 minutes? Yeah, 19 minutes of plus 24. Sounds pretty good to me. Um, big shout-out to him. And let me see, when is our next 
game. When is our next game? Let me actually look this up real fast. Um, schedule. Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. The Clippers now play. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's go over this little stretch real fast. So, on Friday, the Clippers play against Houston. Then Sunday against Detroit. Then Tuesday, we head to Indiana. And then Wednesday, we head to Detroit. And these are four winnable games. I expect the Clippers to win their next four in a row. Um, so we get our last two games at home, and then we head back on, onto the road to face Indy and Detroit. Um, we should definitely be getting some wins there, four in a row. The, if we win these next four, that'll push it to seven wins in a row. The Clippers end Phoenix's seven-game winning streak tonight. They will go and play Phoenix. Uh, not Phoenix. They will go play Houston on Sunday. Or not Sunday. Gosh, I'm stupid. On Friday at 7 p.m. So if you guys did enjoy this podcast, I will be back that Friday night uh, to recap that Rockets game. Hopefully it's a blowout. Hopefully we take care of business early on to get the guys some rest before we play against Detroit. And yeah, if you guys did enjoy, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC. We had a long one tonight. I apologize, but this game was really, really good. Um, really, really chippy. Um, great win for the Clippers. Uh, what's the record now? What are they? What are they? What are they? What are they? Oh my gosh, I came so unprepared tonight. Um okay i guess i'm not getting the record tonight they're like 35 and 18 or something i'm gonna take a wild guess so like 35 and 18 or something so big shout out to the guys tonight way to get it done way to claw back and get it up tonight so appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight um and i'll see you guys friday night to recap the rockets peace